0: Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Chris is joined by his wife, Christina, who shares the pros and cons of being married to an entrepreneur and a few key things that can help strengthen your marriage. This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance.
1: Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we're going to do something a little different and a little bit fun. Uh, We've got my wife, Christina, here with us, and I'm going to interview her on what it's like to be married to an entrepreneur and a business owner. So, Christina, welcome to this show. Thanks for being here
2: excited to be here
1: yes i a little know weird
2: but it's all right it's
1: okay you're usually you're used to hearing it i'm sure because i know you listen yes. to every single episode probably I probably
2: won't listen to this one that's okay i don't want to hear my own voice yeah, it's, it's fine Nobody i don't blame you. I
1: don't usually listen to our episodes either <laughs> I, outside once i produce them um so i thought it would be fun to sit down and chat with you for a little bit about what it's like so just to like let the listeners know I'm 100% terrified right now uh, because I've given Christina, like, a a hall pass to say whatever she wants. Like, don't hold back. I was like, I'll be 100% vulnerable. Big mistake. Um, I know. I know. So I'm a little nervous. But I said as soon as we stop recording, like... It's over. Then it's a different story. If you make a comment, I might get mad about it. But right. until then, so none of our listeners can say I'm not 100% all in to help them in their lives and their businesses at this point, because who knows what's going to come. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living.
2: So let's see. I was born and raised in Metropolis, Illinois. Home of Superman. Superman. I was hoping
1: you were going to say that. I
2: did. Um, you know, went to school, went to college, PA school. So I'm a PA, yep. work in family medicine. Yeah. Uh somewhere along the way, married a really cool guy. Oh, that's
1: awesome. Had a baby two months ago. Yes, which is exciting. Mom. I know. You're crushing it. Thanks. You're crushing it. Um, so it's really funny, like we we joke a lot at dinner about like you are a medical person. You're a science person. Yes. Um, I am completely dumb when it comes to everything not a like person. i yeah no not at all like i've, I've made jokes in d- previous episodes that like i've had to like be like hey what's the what's the blood pressure supposed to be is, is one i know it's 120 over 80 now it's like six years later that got ingrained in my head that that's like the perfect one um and and then i'm like the business person so like dinner time conversations usually don't revolve around anything work related outside of like hey how was your day so true and and that's okay like, cause
2: I'm not a business person either. No, so it's okay. Completely different. Worlds. Yeah.
1: We're on like two different wavelengths. Right. And so it's interesting. Like opposites really do attract. They do. Um, and so it's been fun. So, um, so I want to give, uh, like I said, I, I want to talk a little bit about what it's like to be married to a business owner, somebody that thinks business minded and efficiencies and systems. Uh, so I'm again, terrified here, but, um, I, I want to share a little bit about like how we met and like our story too. Uh, and so I'll tell the story in case you forgot any of the most important points.
0: Probably all of them. Yeah, it's
1: okay. Um, I still love you anyways. So uh, so we met, we were both in college, uh, sophomores. I went to SAUE. You went down to SEMO, which is about two hours away from here in St. Louis, for those that aren't familiar with the area. And um, we like hung out all summer, had a great summer. And we weren't mature enough to probably date long distance. We knew that at the time. And so we reconnected like three years later, and you were then four and a half hours away at PA school in Tennessee. And for some reason, uh, then we were mature enough to do a long distance relationship. uh, And uh, eight, nine years later, eight and a half years later, here we are. So uh, it's... Here we are. Time flies. Actually, no, it is nine years. So... Yes. Um, you
2: know, long distance is easier sometimes totally you don't have to live is. with a person.
1: Oh my gosh, I was going to say that. Um, I, I think the hardest adjustment for us was living together.
2: One hundred percent.
1: Like it wasn't like the first we were year so of used marriage to being apart. Yeah, and it was. I, I don't. I can't say like it was always great, right? But it was like, oh, like we hang out on the weekend, yeah. thirty-six to forty-eight hours, and then like we go back, and I run business, you go to school, like. It was kind of nice. Like, I don't know, at least where I think we both were at the time. Like, I don't think if we lived in the same town, it would have maybe worked. I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. It
2: does. It worked for us at the time. It did.
1: It did. But long distance was easy. And then you moved up to St. Louis after school. You had a three-month period before you started your job, which was ironically the three months before our wedding. You started your job a week before we got married. Uh, with I With nothing I to do in those that. three months outside of, like, the little bit of last-minute wedding stuff and uh living together got interesting real quick. Yeah. Um I have to give a shout out to our roommate Nick um yeah. because Thank I think you, Nick. I think without Nick being there for like the first year of us living together still uh it would have been interesting. I Nick don't know. Great. I don't know that we'd be here. Nick was so great. I miss him. Um, so that's just a little bit of our story, but I, I want to share that because there's two points in there that, that I want to hit on uh, that kind of lead into our conversation about being a business owner. Um, so I've been in a spot since I was 19 years old to kind of be that entrepreneur, business owner, flexibility, and freedom. Uh, and so the first thing was that summer we started dating and hanging out and you got in a really bad car wreck. I did. Not that we have to go back down that path, but you shattered one vertebrae, two, One vertebrae, vertebrae. um, very bad, rolled over, um, broke your wrists and all kinds of things. Uh, and so I remember for me, that was like my first taste of like, what, why I wanted to be an entrepreneur, because I remember there was days that my painters were out painting and I was driving down to Cape to see you in the hospital. And then when you went home, like after you got home, like I drove down to Metropolis and again, the whole time, like my business is still running. I still have painters out doing work and producing things. Uh, and that was really for me, like a big aha moment. It was like when priorities happen, it was great that we hung out on weekends. We'd see each other. Sometimes you'd come up during the week. Um, but like that was for me, like a big aha moment of like, no, I really like the entrepreneurship thing because when things come up, like I don't have to take time off work. I don't have to not have income coming in. I can have a structure in place and come see you. Uh, and so um, I don't know. Do you remember like a lot of that? And I know. Oh, it was, yeah, I remember
2: uh, that vividly. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was nice that you were in that position to, you know, I want to say drop everything, but no, yeah. you had that flexibility yep. to come, you know, stay with me and be with me during that whole process, which was crazy, but right. Fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then on the flip side of that, when you were in PA school in Tennessee, like I remember coming down and there was times like you know, we would be doing trainings and everything else throughout that time, and and I would literally just like work from your apartment when you went to mm-hmm. school. Like I'd come down, and like on a, all day in class. Yeah, and- <laughs> I'd usually come down like Thursday morning and like lunchtime. I'd be there and hang out at your apartment, finish up work, and um, we'd hang out Thursday night. You go to class Friday. I'd work on usually like Zoom or something all day. I think it was probably was it Google Meet back then. I don't even remember what they had back in thirteen. But yeah. um, you know, I'd do everything I could do remotely, and then you know, come home Sunday night and. You know, I knew, so it was just, it was again, that like reassurance of like why I wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? Like you kind of dictate your own schedule, you know, when I would come down on a Thursday morning. I didn't do it all the time, but occasionally like I would cram everything I had to do in person Monday through Wednesday. And I would plan appropriately the week before and the week after. Right. And then Thursday, Friday was like work on the computer days. Um, and so again, those were just some things that like really was reaffirming to me and like in our relationship of why I wanted to be a, a business owner, why I wanted to go into business for myself and have that free. Freedom. so um so now that we're done with all the like fun cool here's our here's our story stuff um what are some of the challenges of being married to an entrepreneur who doesn't have a set structured schedule?
2: well, I mean being in healthcare obviously a lot of people don't have a set schedule in healthcare necessarily right. but thankfully I do I have a very <laughs> Cushy. I hate to say Monday through Friday job. I have set office hours. Yep. I don't take call. Right. So when I'm at You're work, very... I'm at work. Yeah. When I'm at home, I'm at home most of the time. No, occasionally I have to bring work home, but I try to keep it there. Right. That is not the life that you live. <laughs> not
1: at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um,
2: you know, it's hard to be in that position where I can turn it on and turn it off yep. and you can't. Yep. You know, your, your phone rings all the time. You're texting, you're emailing all the time. you don't have office hours. People can get a hold of you pretty much 24 hours a day. Yeah, and I think that's a huge challenge because it can disrupt your, your normal life. It can disrupt your family time, right. your fun time. Um, so I think that's one challenge is just knowing how to set those boundaries and Yes.
1: yes you're, you were not wrong about that. Um, you know, and that's one thing I've tried to be more intentional about over the last couple of years. Um, and it's, I think been harder when you've been off your own maternity leave for sure. Uh, which is a whole nother thing we'll talk about, <laughs> but, um, you know, is, is trying to, to stick to some sort of a, a schedule, right? That, you know, usually I was kind of in a, in the routine there for a while that like, when you got home from work at five o'clock, five 15, whatever time, like I was done for the night now granted is there some times where like I'm behind or I need to get caught up or I need to do something. Yes, that's going to be inevitable. But for the most part, like I was trying to get in the habit of, you know, get up and work in the morning, work all day. And when you get home, like computers off and trying to keep a Exactly. Schedule, trying yes. to keep, you know, some guidelines and because ba- you do have to, right? And again, I'm, I'm not perfect at that by any means, as you know. You can say it, it's okay. Um, but, you know, I think just trying to have those boundaries and, and, you know, understanding. And again, a lot of the clients we work with, a lot of clients and business owners, like they're going to understand if you don't respond at eight o'clock at night. Right. For the most part. Right. right. Most
2: people shouldn't expect you to respond in the no. middle of the night. Exactly.
1: Right. Hopefully. Like, so like a lot of people know, like, okay, if I text or email him after like five, like I may not get a response until the next day. Right. Um, but it's a lot easier said than done. It it's, is.
2: Cause it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's just a one little text yeah. or one little email, right. but that tends to snowball yep. and snowball.
1: Yep. It does. It does. No, that's good. Um, any other challenges you can think of with that?
2: I So I think especially now that I've been home during this time on maternity leave is the, you work from home a lot. Yes. And even if it's during COVID, you're working from home a lot. Right. But you're home, but you're not home. Right. And that was a huge, it still is a huge challenge for me, especially now with the baby. Right. And you're there, but I know you're working and yeah. I'm trying to keep that separate. Yes.
1: Nope. It's been much better the last couple of weeks, by yes, the way. So thank you for that. <laughs> okay. It was a rough first couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie for both of us, I think. Right. And, and I think that is a challenge. I'm, I'm excited for our office space to be ready. Um, I don't think I've yeah. realized, you know, over time, like how much working from home is, is tough, especially for me, uh, because I like to be that productive, efficient person. Right. So I don't necessarily take time to do things that are going to take a long time, but it's like, hey, I can go through a load of laundry. In the washer right because then it's gonna have to run for 40 minutes right and then it's gonna have to go in the dryer two minutes and then usually it piles up in the dryer for three weeks so that's why a lot of times you come home and there's just crap in the dryer you know but it's again it's things that aren't really taking up a lot of time but it's the distraction it's you know because i try to be overly efficient and productive Um, same thing oh let me load the dishwasher so that can run while i'm here at home well, it still takes time and it, I've stopped what I'm doing and go do it, right? right? Uh, and so I think, yeah, working from home is like, it's it's tough.
2: It yeah. is. I mean, the same is true for me. I mean, during COVID, I was doing some telemedicine yeah. and, you know, even when I have to bring work home, I'm not nearly as productive at home no. at all. I can get so much done in the office when right. there's no distractions. I can shut yes. my door. And then I come home, and it's like I don't really want to open that yeah. laptop right now. Right. And
1: yeah, uh, TV's right there. Yeah. you know, sports center. all the Blue Cardinals got a day game today. Right. Like, uh, and then let's not forget about our eighty-five pound little furry friend named Oshi oh, that yeah. likes to go out like eighty-five times a day, uh, and eat all the time and mm-hmm. get all the treats. And he and
2: we're, when we're gone, he's yeah. fine. He can be alone oh, yeah. for eight to ten hours. But for if sure. we're there, he's got every have hour all the attention. Every hour. every hour.
1: Every hour. Yep. Yeah. And especially when it's two hours before dinner time. And he comes in your office and just won't leave. And he's obnoxious. That was tough during COVID. Um, okay, so that's good. So I think that's that's kind of a good place to start. Um, what are some of the pros and cons to living with somebody that is 100% business-minded and always trying to find the best, most efficient, productive way to do things?
2: Well, I think the pro is the con, that you're <laughs> you're always trying to find the best, most efficient right. way to do things, which on one hand is awesome. And you know, you're somebody that's super driven. You're always trying to better yourself and us and your business and whatever it is. Right. But you're also trying to always better yourself. <laughs> it's exhausting. Biz- it is. Yes. It really is. Sometimes you just want to like say, "Whoa, can we just take a breath? Yep. Can we just be for a minute? Yeah. But I, you know, it, I get it. I'm kind of the same way. You know, I'm kind of the same personality as far as drive and be better that's our yes. motto just be, be better. better
1: just be better yeah. exactly i love that I'm, i knew that was going to come up during this episode um you know i love when we like got home from the hospital with chase and you know we're trying to figure out life right and how to function how, yeah. to, how to do anything on no sleep it, it was it was fun uh but like i'm like i don't know i just got to figure out a system like i got to figure out a system for systematizing
2: like systematizing parenting d- exactly
1: like the dirty bottles go here when they get washed they go here and then when they get sanitized like in i was like i we have to have a process like i'll admit i'm a little ocd a little bit just a little bit right just a little bit. and that doesn't help but um i was like i have to have a system i have to feel that there's some structure here to this and so it's like like you said it's great but i know on the flip side of it you're like just wash the freaking bottles it's hard
2: It's hard for somebody that is that like black and white about things and wants a system and wants a process for yeah. everything which again is awesome i mean yeah i love that we have clean bottles and that all <laughs> these things get done right but you know having a kid you know i tried to prepare you ahead I of time i you. I, I knew chaos i was screwed
1: i knew i was screwed
2: um just to get you out of that you know not everything's always going to go according to plan yeah. you got to be flexible yeah and that's hard
1: it's been really hard. And it's hard. hard
2: when you have a business and yep. 10,000 other things yeah. you're doing, too. And it's
1: okay. Again, you, you live and you adapt to it. Um, you know, one thing, we talk about the business mind thing. Uh, and I remember when we were buying our house and we talked earlier, it's been almost eight years, which is crazy. Yes. Um, Time to move. Yeah, exactly. Literally in uh, like two months, you right. think? Sound good? Hope so. Maybe our house will be done. Um, and you know, we're looking at all these houses. This is in 2014, um, like real estate market hadn't bottomed out, but it was at that spot where houses were on the market for more than a day like they are now, which we're great when we're selling our house soon. But, um, you know, we're looking at houses. And you're like, oh, this one's so pretty. Oh, it's in our budget. We can afford it. And I'm like, yeah, but we're not going to be able to resell it down the road for more money. And like, I'm a hundred percent business mind when it comes to that long-term
2: stuff. vision. I'm long-term vision. I had short-term vision. You're, you're like, hey,
1: this one's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, but that city's not like growing. It's kind of just, you know, it's gonna stay stagnant. You know, obviously with with the craziness going on, we probably could have got a little bit more money out of it, but not what we ended up doing, right? Um, and I won't share how all that worked out, but we found a fork. Closure that was in really good shape needed a few things done that we knew about, um, and you know we're able to upgrade it and put money into it. Yeah. Uh, and looking back on it, I'm glad that we made the decision we we did with it. But I just remember those conversations that like you're like, but it's pretty. <laughs> It's, it's like, it's in this good spot. Like, yeah, you just, you're like, you knew what you wanted. And we were on the same page about what we were kind of looking for, what we wanted, what we didn't want. But like, I'm just thinking about the numbers and the resale value and how it can appreciate over time. And you're not thinking about any of that. And so that made for some interesting. That's why Ted showed us 19 homes. A lot
2: of houses. We
1: talked earlier about how great Nick was. We got to talk about how great Ted is too. So shout out to you, Ted. You showed me 19 houses. Ted even showed us. So Ted was the best man in our wedding. He was our realtor. I have to call myself out on this. Ted actually showed us a house that we had painted in three months earlier. And that you didn't was know. and I, I did not know. Like looking at it online no, I had no clue. Now, again, part of it was because I showed up to do the estimate and I showed up to get them going and then I never came back. And it was in a house that, a neighborhood that every house looked literally the same. Fair enough. Uh, but we were walking through it and I saw like some stuff on the wall. The, the guy was retired Air Force. And I looked at that and I just said, Ted, we can go. And he's like, why? And I'm like, yeah, I've been in this house three months ago. It's, this isn't really what we're looking for. That was a, that was a low point. So, um, so we talked about, we've embarked on this new journey of parenthood together. Uh, it's been fun. It's been challenging. It's been all of the emotions you can put on a roller coaster, Uh, but it's been great. Uh, And so what are some of the struggles, you know, you mentioned earlier being home, you know, and not being able to be there. Um, What's some of the other struggles that have came with that, with having a business that is in rapid growth mode, juggling parenting, you're, you have 12 weeks off, thankfully. (laughs) Like, so how is the how has that kind of been a, a little bit of a struggle in the adjustment we're going through?
2: Well, it's been, it's made it a lot more on me, Yeah. um, which I don't think I was prepared for just because all this happened kind of at once. We've kind of had this snowball effect of like, (laughs) things are taking off for you. Right. Well, we have this little baby we have to take care of. (laughs) And, you know, you're not available all the time. You have other things and other priorities you have to take care of too. Um, So that's, I mean, yeah, it's been a huge struggle. Yeah. Just managing the time.
1: Right and trying to coordinate schedules in the morning. And again, going back to not having a set structured schedule. I know there's been days that's been great. Mm -hmm. There's been days it's like, hey, I have an 8 a.m. meeting. And then like I have to leave after and I'm not going to be home until four. Right. So like I need you up by like 740. Like I'll take care of a little guy until then. And then I got to get ready and be on zoom or, you know, whatever. Uh, and so it's like, every night we have to have that conversation of like, Hey, what's, what's your morning look like tomorrow. <laughs> right. Um, so that you can prepare. And, and again, it's challenges you work through, but not having that knowing like, Hey, every morning at eight 30, he's out the door can throw things off. Absolutely.
2: A bit. And every day it changes. Yeah. So there's no consistency in anything. So right. every day I'm asking, what are you doing today? Yeah. Wait, like, what do I need to do? Yes. What do I need to do to help you? Right. What do I need to do to get you out the door? Yep.
1: Yeah. I know. I know it's been fun. And then there's days where like something cancels, somebody has to reschedule. And all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I wasn't gonna be home till three, but now I'm home at one. And you're like, great. Cause I need to take a nap. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I'll hang out with, with little man for a while. So, um, you know, I think another thing too, um, you know, the whole like paternity leave side of it. Right. Um, that was kind of a struggle too.
2: It was. It was. And I, you know, thankfully, I think now more and more companies, you know, you talk about like corporate America or other jobs, give guys paternity leave, which is amazing. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. I think as an entrepreneur, you can give yourself that. Yes. But it comes with consequences. It
1: does. It does. Um, So just so everybody knows, I think I took, see, Chase was born at 450 on a Sunday. I took like, 15 hours off. Ish. Maybe. Ish. I I'm didn't do anything Sunday. Night. I, know there I didn't do anything picture Sunday. Night. Of us
2: in the hospital and you're holding him and working on your laptop. Oh,
1: that was Monday night. Okay. So that was at least 24 hours okay, later. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, no, and it, it, it's, you know, it's one of those things looking back at it again, we've by God's grace like our businesses grew a lot in the last few months. Um, coming from the PCA Expo in Orlando and just everything has snowballed in such an amazing way. And I wouldn't change a thing. Like you said, everything hit at once. Um, And so, you know, juggling that, you know, now kind of where we're building the business at and where things are heading this summer, you know, we're getting the systems, we're getting other people in place. It's not everything on myself, right? And so I think that was a little bit of a struggle. I know it was a struggle for me um, that first week I did like just the bare minimum, like 30 minutes a day, you know? And so I did kind of take two weeks off, which taking time off for me is only working an hour a day. Um, and it was just like, Hey, you know, clients are paying us to do these things. Like I have to at least make sure they're getting done. Right. Now we're getting the systems and the people in place to be able to do that now that business is growing. But, um, it was definitely a little bit of a struggle. Like it kind of. I can't say I really at any point was like, oh, I missed the painting days." But I had employees. I had Trent right. and Ben that I could rely on. That if I needed to take a week off, I could say, "Hey, here's all the paint for all these projects this week. Let me just check in with you guys, um, and you know, I'll reconnect, you know, next week, and slowly, you know, work with that." With when I was literally self-employed at the time, like, didn't have that luxury. Um, and so yeah, it was Monday night that I was typing emails one-handed and hanging out with Chase. Uh, watching the college basketball championship and uh, you might've been sleeping. I don't know, hopefully, but
2: I don't think I slept at all. It's
1: okay. It's okay. So I know that was a struggle. Um, So let's talk a little bit about our relationship now. This is going to be What about it? Everything, everything. (laughs) Um, So I think there's two things I want to hit on that I think have been super important in our marriage that I want to make sure gets kind of thrown out there to the world. And so the first one being the personality temperaments. So we've talked about that on the show before we had Jenny Bellinger on here. We went through DISC and different things, but I think us understanding each other's personality temperament was one of the best things that could have ever happened to us, right? Um, For those of you guys that aren't familiar, DISC is like the most common one. Um, I am a very, very, very high D, which stands for like driven. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, not that you aren't driven. Um, you have some of those qualities in you, which is why we butt heads. Yes. Um, But you are more of the like calm, cool, collected, like steady Eddie.
2: Try to be. Person.
1: You're the detail person. Um, And so I think understanding that. So how, how do you use, how have you seen that helping us in our
2: marriage? Just knowing, I mean, knowledge is power in that aspect. I mean, just knowing what, what personality type or temperament, whatever you want to call it, you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, knowing your partner's strengths and weaknesses, whether that's in a romantic relationship or a business relationship. That's a good point. You have to know what that other person is driven by, what makes them tick, what is going to motivate them.
1: Why they do what they do. Why you do what you do. Yep. yep.
2: 100%. If you don't have that, then you really don't know somebody, and you're going to constantly butt heads because you can't <clears throat> yes. play to their strengths or weaknesses.
1: Yep. No, that's a really good point. And I think... For me, like you said, the understanding piece of it, right? Like, oh, this is why she is the way she is.
2: Exactly.
1: Oh, Chris didn't mean to offend me when he said that, even though he did. But I know it wasn't in his heart because he doesn't even realize that he just made me mad. Right?
2: Absolutely. Not that that ever gets once me out of jail free. But, exactly. But once you kind of understand that and the, where that comes yeah. from, why you are the way you are. Yeah it just really helps you understand the person better and make that relationship stronger and easier.
1: Yep. It does. Well, again, it goes back to your intentions, Mm -hmm. right? It's not necessarily, you don't always just be like, Oh, it's fine that you just made me mad. Like, I'm not saying we don't ever get mad at each other or anything, but it's at least the understanding of like, why, right? I do get very task oriented at times. I'm a people person. I love to socialize and be around people, but I am at heart a task oriented person. Like I know where I'm going. I know what needs to get done. And sometimes I forget that people and emotions are around me. Yep. Anything you, you can just bulldoze them right out of the way. Just bulldoze right, right through, through. Right. I'm like a bowling <laughs> ball. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, I hate it at times, but there's times where I have to like stop and be like, you are being very tasky right now mm-hmm. is what I always call it. Right. Like ask, ask Christina, how are you doing today? not just like, Hey, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Hey, can you take the baby? Cause I got to go do this and this like, um, so I think that's been kind of a hard balance too. Sometimes of like, especially as we're getting our house ready to sell projects needing done. It's like, yeah, anyways, we won't go there. Um, anything else you want to add on the personality?
2: Communication.
1: Oh, uh, what is that word you speak of commute? Our co-
2: biggest struggle. <laughs> We, but we're even supposed to communicate those, with those personality <laughs> types you have to be able to communicate and you communicate do. in a way that that person will respond to that's or understand
1: that's a good point i uh communication is our number one weakness um we have sure shared... it's
2: everybody's number it one. it is weakness. i think it is
1: um and i think it's because it's something you always have to work towards you know i think I, I know for me i didn't realize how much work goes into a marriage and a relationship they don't tell you that when you're growing up
2: no there's no book for that no. there's no book for parenting either
1: Yeah, that's a whole nother one. Um, But you know, I I think just understanding like how to communicate with each other, right? And understanding your personality temperament and what's the best way to communicate things to you and you understanding mine. So that's good. Um, The other thing I want to hit on the five love languages.
2: Oh, my favorite.
1: Such a great book. Gary Chapman, five love languages. And they've got all different kinds. They've got five love languages in the workplace. They've got five love languages for your kids, five love languages, singles edition. Like, so Regardless, just plug into some of this stuff because it's amazing. Um, and so the, the theory behind this is that everybody has five love languages. You have a primary one, and then you kind of have a secondary one. Um, and 99% of the time, you're going to marry somebody that's the opposite of you, right? This and it's, it's going to cause fun times.
2: <laughs> a lot of <laughs> friction.
1: Yes, because you're going to do things that is the love language you speak, right? So for me, I'm a words of affirmation and a physical touch person. Yep. Just touch me and tell me I'm pretty like that's, that's all I need to know. Like it's
2: complete opposite.
1: Exactly. You are 100% the opposite. You are an acts of service and gifts person. Yep. I I do have that right, right? It is. That would be a terrible time for me to be like, wait, you're a quality time person. What? Which is the fifth one. Uh, And it's not that we don't enjoy the other things. It's not that when you do something for me, acts of service, that I don't appreciate it. I always joke and say, like, just do any of the five. And just that tells me you're thinking about me. That's all I need to know. Um, It's not that we don't appreciate it, but it's like those are the two things that, like, make me feel loved by you.
2: Right. right? You got to fill that love tank up.
1: Exactly. And that's the mistake most couples make is... Oh, Christine! I'm, I'm going to tell you how amazing you are. How beautiful you look today. I'm going to I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm going to give you a hug. I'm going to hold your hand. All the physical touch things, and you're sitting here like, well, will you just wash the bottles?
2: Exactly. Hey, you
1: haven't bought me anything in a week. Like yeah, like, it's
2: nice. Yeah, I like to hear right. those things, but it doesn't fill my love. Think. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So I think that that's been a very instrumental thing. Uh, and and I wanted to share those two things for people, because, again, I think business does put a strain on relationships. Um,
2: Absolutely.
1: You know, and, and mostly, you know, in good ways, but also there's a lot of bad ways. Right. You can get sucked into working 68 hours a week. You know, when you don't have a set schedule and you don't have a, a salary, um, there's unlimited opportunity out
2: there. But there's a pro also. Exactly. Unlimited opportunity.
1: Exactly. Um, but you it can't come at the sacrifice of the family time Absolutely. and all the other things, right? Uh, and so, you know, I think having some of these things in place, you know, we talked last week on the show with Mark Warren about the big rocks of life and living out your priorities. Um, and I think you have to understand, like, okay, that my marriage is still my priority. You know, you mentioned earlier, yes, business is a huge priority. Uh, and I'm not always the best at walking that line at times. Uh, but you know, it's, at the end of the day, you are my priority and you know, if I can at least understand your personality, if I can understand your love languages and try to figure out how I can integrate my business in with our life to make you feel fulfilled and loved, that's the ultimate goal.
2: Absolutely, and I think, you know, it's funny, we say there's not a, a book for this, but I guess there's a lot of books for there's this. There's a ton of books, <laughs> that's the only reason we're sitting read. here today, can we talk about Absolutely. that for a second? Absolutely, but if you can, you know, put those pieces together, somebody's understand somebody's personality, understand their love languages, the smallest little thing can make them feel so loved and fulfilled, Yeah. and that just solves all the problems it right does. there. It's not necessarily a time thing, it's right. putting the time in correctly.
1: Yes, Yes. It's, you know, I always talk about work smarter, not harder. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So this is literally working smarter, not harder because instead of having to do all five love languages to figure out which one she is, just know what it is and do it, man. Right. Like again, here comes the just driven wash part the of dishes. me. Just wash <laughs> the dishes, just draw a mitten. Like nobody else, there's five people Inside in the world joke. are going to get that. Yeah. Two of the five might actually listen to this, but, um, you know, I, I, it is true. Like, it's just, you know, being efficient. Look yes. at that. I'm coming efficiency. back to efficiency. Efficiency. Me? Which I
2: love. I want to be efficient. But again, not at the sacrifice of other things.
1: Right. Exactly. You have to know what's worth being efficient about. I think another thing too is you have to know what battles are worth fighting. Yes. That's a huge thing I've realized in, in relationships. Like
2: I read something the other day that I actually thought was kind of profound and trying to implement it now. The 72-hour rule. Ooh. Is it going to matter in 72 hours? Oh. That's good. And if it's not, then why worry about it? Oh, that's good. Let it go.
1: That's really good. Is that why you've been so quiet for the last 48 hours? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. And I think that's, you know, again, going back to the priorities, it's like, what are the conversations, um, you know, the, I don't want to say arguments, but you know, the, the intense fellowships that, that are worth conversing and fighting about. And what are the things that just really don't matter? Like, there's things that I do that I know drive you crazy.
2: And vice versa. A
1: hundred percent. Thank you for admitting that. Um, and, and it's like, some of the things just don't matter. Like, it's not a big deal that I walk around the house and turn the lights off after you. It's okay. It's okay. I've been telling myself that for years. But I don't
2: like to live in the dark.
1: And I clearly do. So, you know, anyways. Um, But I think that there's things you just have to figure out. Like, what's, you know, again, the priorities of spending time together and doing all those things. So, um, one thing I want to, is we kind of wrap up here, you've always been like my biggest cheerleader and believer, and I don't ever think, you know, how much that means to me. Um, because no matter what I've done, you've always been there to support me. You've always been there a hundred percent encouraging me. Um, when I started my painting company, I'll never forget that day. Right. I, I, you came home from work and we all had decided to kind of leave the the student painter model and the, the companies that we were with, uh, and move on. And you were like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go start my own painting business. Like I've been doing this in this industry for seven years. I've been teaching people how to do it. I'm just going to go do that for the time being. And you never even, you said, okay, <clears throat> like, didn't even like, not like, well, are you going to get a paycheck in two weeks? Like you were just like, okay, like I trust you. And then I come to you and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to start a an advising business. And you're like, okay. Like, and you've just never thought about it. And then I'm like, Hey, I'm going to quit my painting business and do this full time. Okay. Like you weren't even like, Hey, have you built the business up enough to leave it financially? No, you're just like, yeah, I know you got it. Right. Um, and, and that's always meant the world to me. It's always been easy to do it. I couldn't do it without you, your support. Um, why has it always been easy and why have you always been so trusting about that?
2: Just history, past experience. You're a high D. Yeah. You're driven. One hundred percent. And it's always, and again, I still have some of those qualities too. And I know you're going to do whatever it takes to make it work. And if it doesn't work, you'll figure out something else. So I figure you got to follow what you're passionate about and what you're driven towards or what's the point. Right. And you've just proven time and time again that you make it work. I appreciate that.
1: And I think I wanted to mention that I wanted to get your perspective on it because, you know, I know there's a lot of people that sometimes that can be a struggle in their relationship and their marriage. Right. One of them's an entrepreneur, the other one, like, half ass believes in them. And it causes a lot of friction. And so, you know, I think there's things that you can do to exude confidence in your spouse. um, And there's qualities and conversations to have. um, And I think if you're the spouse that you're not sure how the other one's going to do, you kind of have to give them some grace and give them the opportunity. You do. And be there to support them no matter what. Because entrepreneurship, it's a roller coaster.
2: It is. It is. I mean...
1: you were there. And some of the times as we were doing this full time in middle of COVID and our whole business model like pivoted, right. Cause events mm-hmm. were not a thing. They're still somewhat a thing. Um, and it was like frustrating. It was like, I know we're doing the right things. I know we're, you know, adding value to people. That's been like our number one belief since day one, like add value to others, no matter what, whether it's free, whether you're just taking time to do a webinar, add value to people and you'll get blessed in return. Uh, And there was times that it was it was like frustrating. Right. And you were there and you're like, hey, I know you were built to do this. Like, I know you were meant to do this. Like, don't quit on yourself. Don't give up. And and I don't know that I really was planning to. But like hearing that from you was like that reassurance I needed to just keep going and know that trust the process and that it's all going to work out. Um, And it's been fun to have you by my side on this journey. So thank you for being a part of it. Um, So last question. What's one piece of advice that you would like to leave any business owner with, a spouse of a business owner listening to this, any advice you have for business owners?
2: Well, I think it's kind of what we just hit on a little bit is communication and patience. You got to just be open yep. about whatever it is, whatever the struggle is or the the good too. Yep. And, you know, kind of like you said, all these transitions that we've had, I knew you're your purpose. I knew what you were going for. So that made it so much easier to support you because I knew this was in line with your values and your goal and your mission. And that's because we communicated about that.
1: Yeah, we did. We actually communicated about that. Not what we were having for dinner tonight, (sighs) but, um, (laughs) awkward. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But no, that's really good. I, I like that. And I think that probably made it easier through all those times is that you knew, you knew what my why was. You knew that I was, put on this earth to help people right and with their business and their lives whatever it was um and so i think just having a good understanding of that probably made it through all that so absolutely
2: you have to know your why
1: yep well i've been wanting to do an episode with you for a really long time and so I appreciate you taking time to do this and following my crazy idea of this. I hope the listeners got some value out of this. I hope um, so. It's been fun, if nothing else. That's At least they I get wanted. a
2: little bit of us. Exactly,
1: right? They get to know us. They get to know you. They hear a lot about you. It's been all great. Don't sure go back and listen has. to any previous episodes. <laughs> um, no, it has been all good. Uh, and so it's it's been a lot of fun. I, I don't want to offend the other 50 people that we've had on here, but this has probably been one of my favorite episodes so far. Um, and anybody that gets offended by that just won't ever get asked to come back. So, um, hopefully they understand why. So, um, you're crushing the mom game. I appreciate your support and you're amazing. Thanks for doing
2: this. Thanks for having me. This is fun.